0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the locker room. Uh, so pretty crazy start uh, through three weeks of the NFL. Well, four weeks if you count the Bengals and the Dolphins that played last night. So I know I haven't really done a whole lot of um, I haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but I will do a much better job about it. I will try to do this at least like maybe like. Uh, a couple times uh during the month but I will do my best. Um so, you know, through um through th- four weeks, well we're about to head into four week. Um I mean it- it's been a pretty good season. I mean uh so I'm gonna start it with the a- uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna start it with the AFC first. Um, so the division leaders. I'm gonna start out first because they are shocking. I mean, I know it's barely been three or four games, but still shocking. Number one, the Dolphins were three and one. I mean, they lost last night to the Bengals. I mean, Tua was hurt. Tua was not playing his best. He was still banged up uh, from the previous game where they won against Buffalo. Uh, so. Uh, that was a really nasty hit onto uh, uh what happened there. Uh, so I just kind of hope that you know he recovers quickly, and I hope that the Dolphins, you know, really take this into consideration because someone's gonna get fired inside the Dolphins uh training staff or the medical staff inside the Dolphins because whoever was the one who said oh yeah two is good to go in this Bengals game because he was not supposed to be good uh to play in this game. Uh, but I mean we'll see. Um, the other one, uh, the Jaguars, I mean, wow, I mean, two and one, you know, um, they won against, um, you know, uh, uh, they got against, um, you know, uh, the Chargers, the, I mean, they demolished them, um, and then, you know, played a couple other teams, uh, but, I mean, still very shocking. I thought the Colts would be in the number two spot instead of the Jaguars because I was really high on the Colts. I mean, I really like their defense. Their offense needs a little bit of work, but, you know, uh, I really like their offensive line. I thought their offensive line was easily like a top five, you know, maybe even a top three. But now that I'm looking at them play, I, you could even argue they're not even inside the top 15 um, because, I mean, they're not even opening any holes for Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor can barely run around, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's not, not very, not very good for them, uh, right now, um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, um, but, uh, another one is the Browns. The Browns are leading the AFC North with 2-1. Uh, the Ravens are right behind, and the Bengals are 2-2 two two as of last night. Uh, and the Steelers are 1-2. Uh, So, I mean, the Browns have, you know, I mean, we all know the whole Deshaun Watson situation and everything that happened over there. Uh, So, you know, Deshaun Watson won't be coming back to Week 11, but, you know, while he was still doing training camp, He was not very good uh, during training camp. I mean, the guy was just throwing picks left and right. It was unbelievable. I mean, people were thinking this guy was going to be a top five quarterback. I mean, and even after looking and look, the suspension is crazy enough. I think he should have just been done for the whole year. He shouldn't have even, he shouldn't even play this year. But I mean, the fact that, you know, the Browns are hanging in there. I mean, and I think, I think this record shows that Amari Cooper has helped them a lot. Um, so I mean the 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 Cleveland offense would have been very good had Deshaun Watson been the top five quarterback. But now I mean, I I can't I, I can't even make an assumption of where he's at right now because of, uh, what's it called? Uh, just just because of like the way that he's been playing, the way that he played in training camp, and then the, all the off field issues and all that. It's just I I don't know how that's gonna be, um, <clears throat> but I think you know. If this trend continues, I think the AFC North could be a very close division, and it's gonna be a race between the Browns, the Ravens, and the Bengals. And I think it's gonna depend on who who is a quarterback that's gonna step up the most. Is Lamar Jackson gonna stay healthy enough for him to carry his team to to a few playoffs win, or is Joe Burrow and the Bengals O line gonna figure it out and get the offense rolling like it did last season, um, and then just go from there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, moving on again to the AFC South, I mean, the Jaguars 2-1 is unbelievable. Um, You know, they're at home, they're 1-0. On the road, they're 1-1. One and one. Um. So, yeah. And, I mean, I saw this insane stat the other day. I was scrolling by Instagram, and it was, Payne Manning started 0-9 in his rookie year on the road, and then Trevor Lawrence did the exact same thing, 0-9 record on the road, and then week three, both of them beat the Chargers, so, I mean, are you are we looking at a new Peyton Manning over here with Trevor Lawrence? I don't know, but um, we're gonna have to see. I mean, I, I didn't I thought the Jaguars were gonna be at the bottom. I thought they were gonna be maybe like one and one, maybe one and two, or even zero oh and three, you know, uh. But again, the Colts. I mean. What is going on over there? First of all, I mean the huge signing with Matt Ryan. I mean everybody was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be the team to be." I mean you have a top five defense. You have you know maybe a top fifteen uh, offense, which is not great, but at least the defense is gonna get you a few stops to get you the to get um the offense to get the ball rolling. You know, um so yeah, um but I mean they have not been good. I mean Matt Ryan is just. Not the answer in Indianapolis, it feels like. I mean, it feels like Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he, Jonathan Taylor, I think he's dealing with like a hamstring or like ankle injury or, or something like that. I saw it the other day. um So he might not even be playing these next few weeks, um which, you know, I mean, if you're playing fantasy, it's going to hurt you a lot because, I mean, a lot of people drafted him first overall. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really worried about the Colts. I mean, right now, as they stand that AFC South, I mean, it's two and one Jaguars, one and one Colts, one and two Titans and the O and two Texans, and then the o-, o and two and one Titans Texans, you know, so, um, we're going to see, but I think it's going to be, if the Colts step it up, it's going to be a close race between the Titans and the Colts. But if they don't, it's going to be between the, the Titans and the Jaguars. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We still have a long season to go. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we have the AFC West. Now, a lot of people have been overhyping this AFC West. And I'm going to explain something because, I don't know, we're we're seeing something different. I mean, every, like myself, I was thinking the Chiefs wouldn't even be 2-1 right now. I was thinking the Chiefs would be 1-2 and two because, I mean, you lost Tyreek Hill, you lost Tyron Matthew. Your defense is still pretty decent, but your offense, I mean, you have you have Miko Horman, you have Juju Smith-Schuster who we haven't really seen breakouts since, you know, he was with the Steelers. Chase Claypool who broke out like what, a couple games, you know, this first couple seasons. Uh DeAndre Johnson is just carrying the team is you know um but I mean The Chiefs have been doing pretty well. The defense is still very good, which, you know, I was very surprised at. I think getting rid of Tyron Matthew was the right move. I thought a move that was going to hurt them in in the long run, and I think it still is going to hurt them in the long run, is losing Treverius Ward to the Niners. Um, So, you know, I, I think as long as Mahomes keeps slinging the ball, as long as Mahomes and that Kelsey connection goes on, and I think that... Once Mahomes and Juju Smith-Schuster get the right connection and all that, and Marcus valdez gets in there too, I think the Chiefs can get the ball rolling too, and they'll get it going. Now, they're first place right now, but the Broncos, they're second place with 2-1, same record, right? But here's the thing. The Broncos, they can't do anything. They can't move the ball. They can't. They can't do anything. I mean, they lost against the Seahawks that should have been such an easy game for Russell Wilson i mean you i mean you don't have to deal with bobby wagner in the middle again cuz he's with the rams now right then the defense is not even that good right i mean the corners are young so they have no clue what they're doing then you have uh uh you have the safety i think his name is dj reed or something like that forgot his name but i mean the guy's good um and then that game should have been won. I mean, I mean the offense, the Denver offense, like on paper, it looks great. I mean, you have Jerry Judy, who's one, of the, who's a really great route runner. You have Cortland Sutton, who's a really nice deep threat, uh, and a medium route runner too. And then you also have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Javante Williams does not go down. What happened? That's what I want to know. What the hell happened? Because everybody was like, oh Nathaniel Hackett and Broncos Country, Let's Right, and all this other stuff. And they haven't even done anything. I mean they can't they can't do anything. The defense has, I mean, the Broncos defense has been pretty decent, don't get me wrong. I mean they have Sertan who has been great for them, they have Justin Simmons who has been great for them. Um they have uh what's his name? Um, Um uh, Randy Gregory, who came uh, from the Cowboys over, who's been giving them pressure, you know, I mean, what the hell happened? Like, really, let's let's be completely honest, because everybody was thinking this division is going to be the toughest division because you have the Chiefs, you have the Broncos, you have the Chargers, the Raiders, who both of them have really good offenses or really good defenses, or maybe even have both. And now it looks like the Broncos are just not very good. they They don't look very good. They don't even look very decent. I mean, they can't even do anything. Um, I think, you know, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, they're, they're going to have to figure this out, and they're, ha- they're going to have to figure it out quick because I got a feeling that not only the Chargers, but the Raiders are also going to catch up too. And look, you can say, why the Raiders? Why the Raiders are 0-3? Hear me out. Hear me out. Because here's the thing. Yeah, the Raiders are 0-3. They're not the best. But here's the thing. They're going to bounce back in a few weeks. Just just give them a little bit of time. Give them a little bit of time. And I might be biased a little bit because I tend to like the Raiders. And, you know, like, I think yeah, uh, last time they were playing the Titans, I mean, they were down like 23-3 to 3 or something like that. And they came back. They did not allow a single point for the Titans that entire, like, third or fourth quarter. And they came back, and they were within a two-point conversion from tying the game. That's why I believe that they're going to bounce back. They're going to get their first win this week. This week, they're going to get their first win, and they're going to get the ball rolling, and they're going to keep going, right? Um, the the one thing that does concern me about the Raiders is the fact... is not the play calling. Forget that. Forget the play calling. What, what really scares me about that is... Is the defense. The defense is what scares me a little bit. Because I mean, yeah, the front the front four are pretty decent. I mean you have Max Crosby on one side and then you have Chandler Jones on the other side. I mean both of them should be eating by now, right? That's what you would think. But here's the thing, right? Because I think the Raiders they I mean if you look at their film, I mean they, they blitz and stuff like that, but they're not blitzing as often. They're not making sure that Chandler Jones or Max Crosby has like the one on one matchups. And that's what that's what I think is hurting them a lot. I think that's what that's what's making them like not the best right now. Uh, but you know, I think they'll bounce back. I think maybe maybe this isn't their season because I do think that you know their card needs needs another wide receiver. I mean, Devonte Adams and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs cannot do this alone. I mean, you would think by dropping those three names, I mean it's Super Bowl contenders, game over, playoffs done. Right? No. Here's the thing, you need a wide receiver one, you need a decent wide receiver two, and you need a somewhat of a wide receiver three. You can't have the wide receiver one with the tight end, and then you have the running back. You can't have that. You just can't. You need to have you need to have set pieces in the offense, because we all know Devontae Adams is gonna get double covered every single play. We all know the safety is gonna help him out. I mean, people talked about this in the offseason, but no one cared because it was Devontae Adams. And yeah, he's the best route runner in the NFL. He's one of the smooth. He has one of the smoothest releases we've ever seen. But again, they're gonna double him every time. I mean, Devontae Adams can't go on a slant every single play. He can't go on a post every single play. He can't go attack the deep third of the field every single play. Like he can't do that. The guy's getting older, you know, and this is probably his last couple of years in the in the league, you know. So I mean the Raiders really got to get a decent wide receiver. So, you know, I think they need to get a wide receiver and they need to protect Derek Carr too because, I mean, Derek Carr's just running for his life. And the thing is that a lot of people are like, oh, but Derek Carr sucks now and everything. What were people saying about Derek Carr last season? What were they saying about him? The guy's a top 10, the guy's unbelievable. I mean, the fact that he just steps up in the pot. That's that's Derek Carr I know, right? So... I think now, you know, the Raiders at some point, they're going to figure this out. Just give them time. This is a whole new playbook and everything for them. This is a whole new ball game. Their division's tough. And yeah, their schedule blah blah blah. But their division's tough. That's what they got to win to get to the playoffs. Or they at least got to sneak in somehow. And I think they're going to sneak in somehow. How? I have no clue. I ain't the coach. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But they they're, they're going to figure this out. Now, the other thing is the Chargers, right? Chargers, I mean, they they were a top-five team for me. They were a top-five across the board, maybe even top-three, you could argue, right? I mean, you have such a really good offense. I mean, you have Justin Herbert, who's like a top-five quarterback. You have Keenan Allen, who's such an underrated wide receiver and so underappreciated. Then you have Mike Williams, who, I mean, just literally, you throw him the ball, he's going to come down. I mean, as long as you're in the red zone and you throw him the ball, you need him on a third and goal. When you're down seven and you need to tie the game, you throw him the ball. One-on-one, he's going to catch nine out of ten times, right? Um, um, They have Gerald Everett, who's pretty decent. I mean, he was really decent when he was with the Rams. You know, like, he'll figure it out, too. Um, You have a pretty solid offensive line, Right. And then the defense, I mean, was just outstanding on paper. I mean, it was Joey Boza, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James. You know, the the middle of the field was a bit iffy. But, I mean, you know, still, all those made up. And they were playing great. They were playing great. And then the injuries started happening, right? I mean, the Kansas City game and the Chargers game in week two, I think it was. I mean, Justin Herbert gets a bad hit. hit ribs are hurt, all that you know, uh Keenan Allen's out, um what's his name? Uh Donovan Parham's out, you know, I mean like basically all the Chargers wide receivers are out. Eckler, I mean I-, I have no clue where that guy is. You know, I mean last year he was a stud. I mean he was amazing. And now I mean the guy I don't even know where he's at. I have no I don't you know he hasn't he hasn't done a whole lot, you know. Um, but yeah. So I mean, the Chargers, the uh, the Chargers, like their injuries are hurting the Chargers. You know, so I think Justin Herbert he'll get better. You know, he 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 he's he's gonna figure it out. I mean, he he has it in him. I know he does. Um, so he'll he'll figure it out. You know, um, like uh, the the other thing is. I mean, everybody, like, I've seen on social media, not everybody, but, like, I've seen some posts on social media saying, like, oh, well, you know, Brandon Staley's a fraud and this and that and the other. And I'm like, look, I'm like, it's his second year of head coaching. Last year, he missed the playoffs because could have gone for it, but, you know, we all know, right? But this year, I, I think the AFC West is, is – it's about to get tough in the middle of the season. It's gonna be in the middle of the season. This is just the first half of the battle. The real battle doesn't start to like after like week seven. Once week seven gets here, that's when that's when get when that's when it, like everything gets real, because you have playoff contentions, you have Super Bowl contenders, right? Like all this other stuff, right? Right now, this is just like you know the very first half, right? This is just like. To put it into perspective, this is just a first quarter, right? They're not doing great right now. Okay, fine. Second quarter's about to come. We have week five, week six, week seven. Once week seven passes and we got week eight, that's when the second half starts. That's when people, that's when teams really got to start turning up and going and just getting and just trying to see how how they do, right? Um, But yeah, I mean, so we'll see. Um, but I think, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna, you know, figure it out. I think that division will figure it out. The other thing I want to talk about is the Steelers real quick. Now the Steelers, I mean, look, Mr. Biscay, we can all agree, he has not been great. He has not been the best. I mean, we, we all thought preseason he was going to be really good and ever. He has not been great. He he has not. I mean, you can't convince me. You can't convince anybody that Mr. Biscay is the answer in Pittsburgh. Now, they got Kenny Pickett, right? And, you know, they asked my timeline the other time that they lost to the, to the Browns, and they asked him, they're like, okay, so would you start Pickett next week? And I went, no. So, I mean, I don't know what that tells you, but if it tells you anything, it means that maybe Kenny Pickett isn't quite ready to start in the NFL. Yes, they drafted him, like, 8th overall or like, 7th overall or something like that in the draft fine, that's fine, but here's the thing, it doesn't seem like he's ready, I mean, and people were bothering him about the small hands, and, you know, him running all the time, look, Kenny Pickett will be fine, Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing, I trust Mike Tomlin, I mean, the guy has been drafting really well, they, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been drafting really well, now, it's been on on the defensive side of the ball, and and it's been on the offensive line side of the ball, right, understandable, so, now you need to get your starting quarterback. Mishibiski, I don't know what's going to happen to him. But, you know, I think if Mishibiski wants to stay on the Steelers, because this is probably the best – this is probably one of the best – the best team that he's been on his entire career. I mean, he was with the Bears, and the Bears were – I mean, they were – they were the Bears, let's be honest. You know, so I think I, – I think, like, you know, Mishibiski really has to step it up. I think he has to take more risky throws and – you know, so that way it takes off the pressure from Najee Harris. Because, I mean, we all know how great Najee Harry is, Harris is and how strong he is and how fast he is and all that. And how that guy just won't go down. But, again, how do you take the pressure off of a running back? Don't give him the ball. Let him block. Let him just, you know, do his own thing. You know, let him run around, Trust your wide receivers. I mean, the Steelers don't have bad, bad wide receivers. I mean, you have Chase Claypool, who's pretty good. You have Deontay Johnson, who's pretty decent. You have George Pickens, who could be a star. I mean, we all saw that catch that he made. That catch was incredible. Not the greatest catch of all time, but still pretty great. You know, so I think, you know, it, it'll get going. It, it, it'll it get going. The ball will get rolling in the AFC. Uh, but the Bills, oh, my goodness, such a dangerous team. The Bills are very, very dangerous. I mean, I, I think Josh Allen is going to win MVP. I, I really think so. Right now, this is this is my prediction. Josh Allen is for MVP. Why? That offense is just incredible. I mean, you have Stephon Diggs. You have Isaiah McKenzie. You got Dawson Knox. You have Devin Singletary. You got James Cook. You got a nice offensive line. You have your defense is pretty good. I mean, yeah, Jordan Poiriers out but your corners are pretty decent. You have Trevarius White, you have Kair Elam, who's, you know, becoming a bit of a star. So, they're going to get it going. Then, you know, it's going to, you know, the AFC East in a couple of years could be a really nice division to look at very closely. Um, but, you know, now to kind of just move on to the NFC. Now, first, I'm going to talk about the NFC West because a lot of people were saying that this was going to be still very a very very uh competitive division and I think and I think it still is going to be a very competitive division. Now, my Rams won the Super Bowl last year. Now, a lot of people were saying, yeah, they're going to get the Super Bowl hangover and we faced it against the Bills, right? They almost choked, they almost choked the 28 3 lead to the Falcons and then we won um we won against the Cardinals, which is a pretty a pretty big game, right? So, at home, we're 1-1 on the road, we're 1-0. Right. Now, here's the thing. Next Monday night is Rams and Niners. Now, if the Rams lose, they're going to drop down to the second place. If the Niners win, they're going to go up in the first place in the NFC West. So the NFC West is still very, you know, it's you don't know who's going to get it because we all saw Geno Smith ball out when he was playing the Broncos. The Cardinals, I don't know what's happening. Honestly, I have no clue. I, I I mean injuries are hurting them. The DeAndre Hopkins suspension is really hurting them. It seems like the coach doesn't know what to call. It's just there's nothing, you know, it just it seems like everything's working but nothing's really working. You know what I mean? It's like it's like there's some things that are working, but there's some things that aren't quite working. Um the Seahawks on the other hand, I mean it's they're in third place right now. They're one and two. But I think they're gonna they're gonna drop down. They're gonna drop down soon. Um so you know, we're gonna have to see how that goes. Because, um, in my opinion I would have started Drew Locke over Geno Smith. Um but you know the Seahawks have really nice wide receivers. I mean you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, you know, you have a new tight end and um uh he came from the Broncos. Um I forgot his name, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Um but yeah, here let me look it up real quick. Um but yeah, anyway. Uh so you know, I think the Seahawks are in a rebuilding year. I mean I think if if Seahawks fans you're listening to this, I feel like if they drop down to like one and like five by like week six, don't be surprised. This is your rebuilding year. This is where you might go get your quarterback in the next year in this in the next year's draft. Um, so yeah, um, now the Niners, on the other hand, I mean, it was going to be a great season for them on paper. I mean, they had Trey Lance, he was looking great in training camp, he was looking great in the preseason, Brandon Ayuk, that connection was there, Debo Samuel was still amazing, George Kittle was a little banged up, but he's still great. The offensive line is amazing, uh, you have a really, you have a really nice uh, depth chart for running backs. You know, I mean, it's like everything was working out in the Niners' favors. And then on the other side, you also had on the other side of the ball, the Niners had a really nice defense. I mean, you have Fred Warner, you have Nick Boza, you have uh, Trivarius Ward now. You have, I mean, the defense just looks great. But they haven't shown it. They haven't shown it. So I think this next Monday night is going to be a test both for the Rams and for the Niners. Now, the Rams. Sometimes they get the ball rolling, like like if they start an offense right in the first quarter, in the first half, the Rams will get will get the ball going. Maybe they'll get a few field goals. Maybe they get a touchdown. The Niners will get it going early, right? Because they run the ball a lot. Now here's the thing: the Rams have to be have to watch out for that. But here's the thing: Lance isn't starting anymore. It's Jimmy Garoppolo now, and George Kittle might be back. So you have to cover not only Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. You have to cover. You have to cover George Kittle. You have to stop the run. You have to stop the play action. So the defense have has a very tough test. Uh, the Rams defense has a very tough test on them this next Monday night, right now. As far as on the other side, the Niners need to watch out too because Cooper Cup is ball and Cooper Cup is gonna you know he's gonna put up uh, some really big numbers in that game. Um, the Rams also need a. They need to figure out the run game because I I don't know what's happening. Cam Akers just doesn't seem like it's working now. Derrick Henderson doesn't seem like it's working out either. I mean, for God's sakes, they even signed Malcolm Brown like a week ago. Because of that, because they were afraid that like maybe one of the running backs was not going to be great. So that's the thing. They're going to have to watch out for that. So I think if the Rams can practice more of like run game, you know, run game defense, play action defense, all of that, I think if they can get that going, they'll be fine during that game. And it's going to be a very exciting game. Now, the other thing is Jalen Ramsey has to watch out and he has to be careful with who to cover and when to cover them because it's either going to be Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. But here's the thing. I think Debo Samuel is going to get a lot more rushing yards than he is receiving yards. Because from what I've seen, he's been lining up in the backfield a whole lot. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a matchup between Ayuk and Ramsey throughout the entire night. But, you know, the Rams secondary does need to improve on uh, on like zone coverages and all that. But I'm not going to talk about that because I could do a whole episode on that. But anyway, moving on to the NFC South now. The Buccaneers, Panthers, Saints, and the Falcons, right? Buccaneers are leading the NFC South 2-1, no surprise there, right? But here's the thing. A lot of their guys in the offense are banged up, right? I mean, Mike Evans had that suspension game uh, the last time uh, because of that fight with Marshall Lattimore, right? So he's going to be back. Julio Jones, who knows? Chris Godwin, we still don't know. Russell Gage. No idea. So it's like all the receivers are out. So all Brady has is Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and whoever's in there, right? That's that's And Scotty Miller, right? That's that's all you got. Um, So I think, you know, the Buccaneers are going to have to watch out these next few weeks, and they're going to have to manage those injuries. And, you know, because, I mean, the Buccaneers also just got Cole Beasley. So, I mean, maybe that can help him out. Um, but you know we'll see. Um, now the Panthers, you know, uh, with Baker Mayfield in one and two, they're doing all right. You know they're not doing great, but they're doing all right. They're doing pretty decent. I mean Christian McCaffrey, uh, he has done a few things, you know. But he, I don't know. Like I, I think he needs to, he needs to get it open a little bit more. I think he needs to pe- catch the ball a little bit more because the run game just isn't. It doesn't seem like it's working for Carolina. uh. But, you know, we'll see. They face off at Cornels this week, and, you know, Panthers always somehow manage to win there. Um, but Saints, um, a lot of injuries. You know, a new injury report came out, uh, I think this morning or uh, like a few hours ago, about Michael Thomas. I mean, the same injury that he had for two years, he has it again. He might not even play in London this week. He might not even play at all. So I think at this point you could you could argue that Michael Thomas is washed he's old and is showing that he's old and it's washed so it's like it's like what do you do if you're the Saints here right i mean you have Chris Olave who's a really nice wide receiver right but what do you do what do you do because Kamara Kamar can't carry the team the defense i mean is outstanding but they can't score all the points. They need Jameis Winston to step up. And it seems like Jameis Winston isn't even going to play either because he's dealing with a back injury and he's dealing with, like, a groin injury or something like that. So it's, like, it's it's a bit ridiculous that the Saints are having th- this many problems. Now, the Falcons, I think, you know, they're going to get better. You know, I think, you know, maybe they'll bump up into third, but, I mean, who knows? I um, mean, you have Jake London, who's been pretty good, um, Cordell Patterson has been amazing. The defense has been pretty decent. uh, with um Aj Terrell, um, so it's like I think it'll improve. But the one thing that I just I can't I just can't wrap my head around is where's Kyle Pitts, Wh- where is he? He hasn't scored a touchdown since last year. I mean, like where's the guy? Where is he? He hasn't done. He hasn't. It doesn't seem like he's even part of the offense. I mean, I don't even know like what they're gonna do at this point. So it's it's pretty ridiculous that you know the Falcons they get a a, a tight end like Kyle Pitts and they can't even involve him in their own gameplay and they have to pass the ball to Drake London every single play. But I think I think that's I think again it's the same situation kind of with the Raiders. Just like it's just they'll figure it out. You know, Mar- Marcus Mariota is a smart guy. I trust them, so they're going to figure it out. Um, Now, moving on to the NFC North. Now, the NFC North is Vikings, Packers, and Bears and Lions. Vikings, Packers, and Bears, all of them were 2-1. Who would have thought, who would have thought that three teams in the NFC North, with the Vikings, the Packers, and the Bears, would have been 2-1 at this point? The Bears upset the Niners, right? Then Packers... You know I've been doing pretty great. Well, no, all right. You know they they beat the Buccaneers by two points. You know because they got lucky, and then the Vikings did pretty good. But then I don't know what I don't even know what happened in the in the in, when they played the Eagles. That game should have been amazing to watch. Um, but yeah. So um, I think you know in this division, I think. Minnesota has to win. They they just, I mean, Kirk Cousins needs to step up. Like, I hate a guy like Kirk Cousins because it seems like whenever you put him on the spotlight, the guy doesn't show up. It's like you put the four-string quarterback in the game who has no experience, doesn't know the playbook, and is just throwing it wherever he wants to, wherever he feels like it. Um, but I think, you know, that will prove I think that will improve at some point, um, cause yeah, I mean they need to really step it up. Uh, they need to, like you know, Aaron Rodgers is starting to heat up a little bit. You know, maybe he doesn't like his wide receivers, but he's enough to throw it to them at some point. The run game for the Packers is it's gonna be there. So I mean, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are gonna keep running the ball, um, and Aaron Rodgers is gonna come out of play action and he's gonna you know pass the ball to someone. So, you know, I think the Packers are figuring it out because they don't have the weapon that they used to have in Devontae Adams. So, and the defense has been helping them out a lot. So, we're going to have to see what the Packers will look like, you know, at, at the half point of the season. Now, the Bears, on the other hand, they're, they're in a rebuilding unit. But here's the thing. I want you guys to know this. Did you know that the Bears have over $100 million in cap space? So we might be looking at next year, we might be looking at like a whole lot of moves from the Bears. I mean, we could see defensive players moving to Chicago. We could see offensive players moving to Chicago. Now, here's the thing. The one thing that worries me about having $100 million in cap salary is don't spend it all in one player. Don't spend it all in you know two or three guys it's spread it out you know that's that's the whole point you know because i think at this point if i'm the bears i keep justin fields you know and as many people don't as as a lot of people don't really like him i kind of like the guy I, i think he's good i think if you give him the right pieces and you give him you know you give him a nice receiver one you give him a solid offensive line that can actually hold a few blocks for a few seconds you get, you know, uh, you, you give David Montgomery a really nice line to run in, you know. I think I think they'll figure it out. I, I think the Bears could, you know, figure it out in the next couple of years. It's going to take them a while, but they'll figure it out eventually. I mean, they have a new GM. At first, I didn't trust the guy. But now that I see how much money they have, I'm like, you know what? This makes sense why they traded away Allen Robinson. Now it makes sense because of all this. So we'll see what happens there. But the other thing is the Lions, right? Lions are, you know they're they're not a bad team. I mean they're I mean the Lions used to suck. They used to be real bad. But now I don't know man. The Lions look you know they're they're not Super Bowl contenders, they're not playoff contenders just yet. But their defense is pretty young. They have a hungry head coach they have a hungry team, you know. Um, they have, you know, some really nice, they have a couple of good wide receivers there. They have a really nice running back. In, oh, sorry. Uh, they have a really nice running back in uh, DeAndre Swift um, and Jamal Williams. They have, um, you know, Amon Ross Sam Brown, who's been incredible. Um, but the one thing that, is concerning to me is, (coughs) excuse me, training camp went by, and Jamison Williams got injured, and he might not even play till like week six or week seven. So, I mean, you're talking about three more games, four more games without Jamison Williams. I mean, there was a lot of hype around that guy. I mean, the guy asked Matthew Stafford if he could have his own number, number nine, right? So, we'll see i think I think the Lions will figure it out you know i think I think you know once once they th- I like this coach, I like Dan Campbell, I think he's good, I like that kind of coach, the kind of coach that you know, even if you're o and eight in the season, he's still gonna be like, "I believe in you guys, I really like that guy because because he's like that, because he believes you know. And a lot, of the, a lot of football is not like the players. I mean, yeah, okay, a lot of it is the players. and A lot of it is like how the players, okay, all that, right? You're right. But here's the thing. A little part of it that can go a long way is how you can believe in a team. And right now the Lions are one and two. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but we'll see. Uh, now the other thing, last but not least, the NFC East. Now, I love and I hate this division for a couple of reasons. Love this division because of how competitive it is, but I hate this division because you got you got three teams that just, you have two teams that just can't figure it out. You got two of them. You got two of them. There's no other way because the Eagles already kind of figured it out. I mean, they were like, you know what? We're going to get a stud wide receiver number one. Boom. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. That connection has been great so far, right? And Devontae Smith's been getting more open. Have you noticed that? Right? So then you have a great you have a couple of great running backs with Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. The guys been both of them have been great. Jason Kelsey came back, right? So you have a nice yeah, you, you have a couple of solid players in the offensive line. The defense with Hassan Riddick. You have um Darius Leigh. I mean, the secondary is incredible. The secondary, the Eagles secondary is amazing. Um so, you know, the Eagles have been doing great. I think they're gonna continue to do great. I think I think the Eagles go against the the Commanders this week. They're gonna destroy the Commanders this week. Just watch. Just watch. Um but yeah, um now. Cowboys are so two and one. But here's the thing, you wanna know what the funny part is the two wins that they got wasn't even from Prescott. It was from Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, who have you heard? Like, seriously, who is that? You know, but now he's putting a name for himself. You know, so I think, uh, you know, I thought, you know, whenever, when they traded more Cooper uh, to uh, to the Browns, I was like, yeah, the Cowboys are not going to be great. They're not going to be the same team anymore. I mean, that press card just couldn't win without Amari Cooper. Every time he was out, they they could just not win. They could not win. Maybe they won like one or two games. But they, it was because of their defense. It wasn't because of Dak Prescott. It wasn't because of Elliot. That The Cowboys the Cowboys office, this is what makes me really mad about the Cowboys. Is the fact how everybody's like, oh, America's team, America's team. If they were America's team, don't you think they'd be 3-0 right now? Don't you think they'd be 3-0? Or don't you think that they would be Super Bowl contenders from the from the start of the off season? Don't you think that would have been a conversation that they would have had, that we would have heard all over ESPN? Don't you think that? So here's the thing: I the Cowboys need to figure it out. Mike McCarthy. It just, it seems like it's not working out with him. It just doesn't. Jerry Jerry Jones is just stuck in his old world. You know where you get a stud running back and a nice wide receiver and you make the playoffs every year. It doesn't work that way anymore doesn't It doesn't work that way anymore. It's not the 80s. It's not the 90s anymore. It doesn't work like that. Dak Prescott has not been great. The last couple of years. Prove me wrong otherwise. There's no way. Here's the thing. Like, Tony Paul has been pretty good. You know, they should start utilizing him a lot more. A lot more. And I don't understand why they don't. CeeDee Lambs, you know, there, yeah, he's made a couple catches. He's made, you know, pretty, he's done pretty big things for the Cowboys this year. But again, why are the Cowboys 2-0 with Cooper Rush and the Cowboys are 0-1 with Prescott? And I understand Prescott's injured and everything, but here's the thing. If the Cowboys continue this trend of winning with Cooper Rush, and let's just say Dak comes back, are they going to win or are they going to lose? Like, let's just say if, if Dak Prescott, if he had a primetime game, let's say it was Sunday night against, just for the Giants, let's just say it was against the Eagles. You think you think Prescott's going to win that game? Not a chance. There's no way. But, you know, I like, I like the Cowboys defense and everything. I mean, a lot of negatives about the offense, but I like the Cowboys defense. I really do. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is a bit overhyped, in my opinion, because he's a bit of a ball hog. I mean, if you're trying to be a good cover corner, you got to swat the ball a couple times. You can't go for the pick every single time. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing is, what really impressed me a lot, too, is the Giants. I mean, a stunner against against the Titans. They won against the Titans. They win against Carolina. And then they lost against the Cowboys. Right? Here's the thing. Daniel Jones cannot win on pride time. He just can't. He's 0-8 or 0-9 or something ridiculous like that. He can't. It's like Kirk Cousins. Both of them can't win on prime time. Doesn't matter if you put him on Monday, if you put him on Sunday, if you put him on Thursday. Does not matter. They will not win because they can't. I don't know if it's the pressure or, or what I, I don't I don't get it. Um but the commanders, I mean. I I thought the Commanders were going to be a pretty dangerous team. You know, I thought they were going to be in contention for the playoffs this year. I really did. Because, I mean, Jahan Dotson looked great in training camp. He looks great right now, even through three weeks of football. You know, Carson Wentz, I mean, yeah, he's not looking. he's not looking like the 2017 Eagle that he used to be. But he's still doing pretty decent. You got to give him credit for that. You got to give him credit for that. But the one thing I'm like, where's Terry McCord? Where is he? You know, so it's like it's like what I've noticed about this season is that a lot of the stars that we saw last season have not come up just yet. But I have a feeling that they will come up very, very soon. They're gonna they're gonna come up, they're gonna make some big plays, and they're gonna win a few games. So I think the divisions to watch out for in the next few weeks. One of them is the NFC East. I think the Eagles are going to be at least like a 5-0 and and then break their streak. Um, another one is the NFC West and the NFC South. Uh, so you have to watch out for the, well, no. the NFC East, the NFC North, and the NFC West. Watch those divisions. Watch them closely because it's going to get tight. Now, in the AFC, watch the AFC East because Zach Wilson is coming back um, to, for the Jets. So, we'll see what happens because I think they play the Steelers. So, we'll see what happens. Um, The the other thing that I forgot to mention, by the way, is the Patriots, Mac Jones injured. And it's a day-to-day situation with him. So, I mean, we're going to see what happens with the Patriots. But, I mean, it's it's like the Patriots haven't done anything good lately. I mean, their defense is still great because they have Belichick. And their offense is still pretty decent because of Belichick. But I mean, you know, we we're gonna see what happens with the pages pretty soon. Um I mean we could see I don't think we're gonna see a quarterback change just yet, but we're gonna see a lot more moves by them, uh, pretty soon. Another another one to watch besides the AFC East is the AFC North and the AFC and the AFC West. So watch those because you got a feeling the Raiders are bouncing back. Colts better bounce back. Um and I think I think the Bills, their Bills are just gonna be amazing. They're gonna be incredible. They're they're gonna keep being incredible. The the Bills are just Josh Allen is winning MVP. Like I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. Josh Allen is winning MVP. That's the way it's gonna be. It's over. I mean, yeah, Jalen Hurts is on the top right now, but you know, we we're, we're gonna see what happens. Um Unless like Jalen Hurts is just doing incredibly amazing and is doing even more than Josh Allen is then I'll change my opinion. But for now I have Josh Allen in first, I got Jalen Hurts in second right now. That's all I got right now. Um but yeah, I mean we'll see. Um so it's gonna be a fun season. This this is gonna be a very fun season. I can already tell. I can already tell it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great ending of the season. It's gonna be a tight end of the season. Um, there's only one there's only one team that hasn't won one game, and that's the Raiders. well, and the Texans, two of them. So we're gonna see we'll see, but um yeah, so this is this is gonna be a very interesting season. Hopefully, it's Brady's last season because I just can't. I mean, as much as I like Tampa Tom, I just can't stand Tom Brady on the field because every time he steps on the field, he just scares me. So, But I think that is the case this year, but we'll see uh, what happens this year. Um, But anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day, and I'll catch you next time.